Are you looking for ways to attract and retain private pay clients? Thryzer is a payment platform for therapists built to help clients automatically tap into their out-of-network benefits and save on therapy up front. Check out our special link, join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist, and use the code modern therapists to activate $2,500 in free payments with Thryzer. Therapy Notes, the number one trusted EHR among mental health professionals, just keeps getting better and better. With legendary customer support 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they're giving you all the tools you need to succeed, whether you're a solo clinician or a group practice. Try them free for two months using promo code MODERN today. You're listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide, where therapists live, breathe, and practice as human beings. To support you as a whole person and a therapist, here are your hosts, Kurt Widhelm and Katie Vernoy. Welcome back, Modern Therapists. This is the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. I'm Kurt Widhelm with Katie Vernoy, and this is the podcast for therapists about all of the things that affects us in our practice. And admittedly, from time to time on the podcast, Katie and I invite guests on because these are things that we want to consult on for ourselves. And... <laughs> Being in a profession where, frankly, we just sit on our butts for a lot of the day, I've experienced and a lot of my colleagues have experienced way too early in life, things like lower back pain and hip problems. And we see all sorts of discussions about buying $12,000 chairs in some of the Facebook groups. So we invited our friend Selena Cavan. She's a doctor in physical therapy to tell us how we can do better in our practices and also about the interplay between physical therapy and mental health. So thank you very much for joining us. I'm glad to be here. Thanks, Kurt, for that introduction. We are so excited to have you here. I will claim you. You were my physical therapist and absolutely the best ever. And so I'm so glad you agreed to come on and share your knowledge with everyone uh, not just me, but uh, the first question that we ask everyone is, who are you and what are you putting out into the world? That's a great question. So as Kurt said, my name is Selena, doctor of physical therapy. I graduated from the University of Southern California. That's where I got my degree. I'm currently working in an outpatient orthopedic setting as a physical therapist. And the question to answer, as a physical therapist, when I put it out into the world, my goal is to educate people about, you know, their bodies, their movement, and by doing this, hopefully managing their pain and preventing further injury and just improving overall quality of life. And I do also want to say, you know, I admire what you two do as mental health therapists as well. And I feel honestly grateful to be here to provide tips to, you know, help therapists like you help yourself so you can help others. So I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Flattery will get you everywhere on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that physical therapy, some of our audience has experienced it before. Can you first just kind of lay out how physical therapy fits into the health world, what it is, and how people can benefit from it? So to sum up physical therapy, uh, we have an official catchphrase. So we say physical therapists improve the way you move. So that's our catchphrase. So physical therapists are trained movement experts, pretty much. So we can diagnose, we can treat using hands-on skills, uh, patient education, and then we prescribe individual exercise for a bunch of different injuries. So, but the ultimate goal being to improve the way someone moves and emphasize, you know, injury prevention. 
And the cool thing about physical therapy, it can be an alternative to, you know, pain medication in a society where they prescribe a lot of, lot of pain medication and then surgery as well. So some people can come in, they go through physical therapy and they can actually avoid surgery, which I think is really, really great. I think people that can benefit from physical therapy, honestly, is everyone to a certain capacity. So I think to address, you know, current physical impairments, you know, looking at their current physical activity, you can address current injuries and then prevent future ones. And another great thing is that there's physical therapists in all different types of settings and specialties. So not only in this orthopedic, you know, situation that we're talking about, which is musculoskeletal, but we're looking at like neurology physical therapy. So that's people that have Parkinson's disease, MS, things like that. There's therapists in the pediatric setting, cardiopulmonary. So I think a lot of people can be affected by physical therapy in a good way. I think there's a lot we can get into with physical therapy. I think it's amazing. I, I've told you I've become like a physical therapy evangelist because it's been <laughs> yeah. so helpful to me because I, you know, I, I, I joke my body's kind of a mess. And so I'm, I'm basically working on everything. So right. I'm getting the full benefit of Selena's <laughs> skills. Um, but I think part of what you and I've talked about is I just sit all day and Kurt was already mentioning this, that we're therapists are pretty sedentary, except for folks that are doing some sort of movement or getting outdoors and walking and those types of things. We're pretty sedentary. And so I think the the question that we typically ask is what do therapists get wrong? But I'm going to just switch this around and say, what if what are the worst things that people can do when they have a sedentary job? Right. So I understand the nature of your job is to sit for hours a day. That's what you do to treat you know your clients, your patients. But Honestly, the worst thing you can do is to maintain a sedentary lifestyle, like outside of your job, right? So lack of regular exercise and having that sedentary habits and lifestyle can increase your health risk. And that's, I feel like a lot of people do know that. So honestly, moving a little bit, increasing your physical activity, even if it's by a little bit can actually improve, you know, your health benefits as well. Like some is better than nothing at all. So I looked up, you know, some physical therapy or physical activity guidelines from the U.S. Department of Health, and they have something really structured so that we can, you know, work with here. So they say with increased benefits, obviously, people should try to move more and sit less throughout the day. That's a given. But just to give it a little bit more of a guideline here, they say adults should do at least 150 minutes a week of like moderate intensity aerobic exercise. So that's, you know, that could be walking, that could be your biking, that could be your swimming, that's your aerobic cardiovascular activity. And that's about like two hours and 30 minutes, which I think is reasonable throughout, you know, a week's time. And I'm assuming that doing that all at once, like on a weekend is totally appropriate. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Let's discuss that next. Okay. (laughs) That sounds like something Katie would do really. (laughs) Yes, it is. It is. I am a weekend warrior. Uh-huh. She's like, let's make up for all this uh, sedentary sitting and uh, let's work out for five hours. So we'll talk about that later on. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> but modern intensity is just like, you got to get your, you know, your heart rate up. You're, you should be breathing a little bit, maybe break into a little bit of a sweat. But another component that people really do miss out on is the resistance training. So resistance training at least two times a week, I think is really, really important. So resistance training is pretty much like a muscle strengthening exercise. And so that's like, weightlifting, that's like elastic bands, that could be like body weight exercise, or just using actual weights too. So weight bearing and, you know, weight loading activities are really, really important for muscle growth, muscle strengthening and bone growth as well. We have oftentimes 10 minutes in between our sessions, 
where we're supposed to write notes, we're supposed to take care of ourselves, grab a snack, go to the bathroom, whatever else. What are some quick little things that people can incorporate during the day? Is it just as simple as drinking more water so that way you have to walk down the hallway to the bathroom every hour? <laughs> hey, that's great. Whatever it takes, you know, for you to get up, that's drinking more water, that's putting your phone across the room, like whatever it takes, honestly. So like you said, if between clients you have just a minute to get up, just standing up helps. Just walking around does really help. If you have some stairs, go ahead, do some stairs, get your heart rate up. But say, you know, you're doing your notes, your documentation, you just can't, really can't pull yourself away from the chair. Honestly, just doing maybe a couple of stretches and things like that in your chair could really help. So I'm going to try to verbalize some exercises and we'll see how that goes. Okay. And then people can interpret <laughs> as they go. <laughs> Google's interpret a thing. Clearly. Yeah. Go exactly. Back to interpret Google. as you need. <laughs> exactly. So with this, honestly, the bottom line is the more you move, the better it is. So honestly, as people are, if people are moving, that's all I ask for as well. Okay. So the first thing, and we can do this together here as well, since we can, you know, see each other. But the first <laughs> thing, we're all sitting here. You see how, you know, sitting after a long period of time induces this forward rounded posture, right? Your spine is starting to become this cashew shape. Your head is jutted forward. So let's do some exercises to counter that, right? So the first thing is nice and tall. Katie should know this very well. Thank you, Kurt. That looks great. So with the <laughs> neck, you can start from like top down, right? Starting with your neck, you can roll your neck. You're countering that forward head posture. Good. And then you go the other way, both directions. This one, you go 20, 10 to 20 times each direction, just moving. The next one, shoulder rolls, pulling your shoulders all the way back, making big circles with your shoulders, right? So you feel like your chest is opening up. The back muscles start waking up a little bit. That's promoting the upright posture. Yes, good. Another thing, you can actually just squeeze your shoulder blades together. Katie knows this one very well. Just squeeze it, chest up. You see that just opens up your whole body, right? It just opens up your chest. You're sitting at the desk all day at your computer or doing your documentation. This pulls you the opposite way. Good. To get a little bit more motion, we can do some rotation. So like you said, you know, a lot of people experience a lot of back pain and, you know, spinal pain from a lot of sitting. So this one here, you can cross your arms in front of you just like this. And you're going to rotate as far as you can to the right. Rotate as far as you can to the left. Oh, we look great right now. That looks really good. <laughs> you see, this is just a great way to start moving your thoracic spine and your lumbar spine as well. All right, we got a couple more. This next one, reach up over all the way up to the sky. You can interlock your fingers if you need to. Do you feel that good stretch there? So you're opening up everything here. You can lean over to your left side. Good for that stretch. Lean over to the right side. Great. And this last one, this is a little bit more of that weight-bearing activity. Um, this is sit to stand. So when you're sitting in the chair, just work on standing up, sitting back down, standing up, sitting back down. So it's a form of a, a squat or, you know, just weight-bearing activity, which I think would be really good for people. Those are so easy and they don't take that much time. I think it's just remembering to do it. You you mentioned that I'm a weekend warrior. I I've I've talked about on the podcast. I like doing home remodeling and and renovation. And so that's I mean it's not even necessarily good physical activity because it's being in weird positions, hurting my hands, doing all horrible things. Right. I am much more active on the weekends during the week. And then we've got Kurt, who's like riding his bike into his office. <laughs> and so he's he's getting exercise and then sitting. So both of us have these kind of very drastic differences. Is there anything to consider with that um, and, and kind of what we're doing to our bodies? <laughs> yeah, sure. And this is why Katie's coming to see me. But... <laughs> 
for other weekend warriors out there, uh, like we said before, it's just really important to combat that sedentary lifestyle, right? But, you know, any movement is better than none. So I don't want you to stop doing everything on the weekends. I want you to keep doing that. But one big thing to know is that we're not looking for this huge, drastic change in activity, right? So say you're sitting all week and then all of a sudden you do like five hours of exercise in a day or two. So a common mistake is that people ramp up their exercise almost too fast and too hard before their bodies have adapted and they're ready for it. So reduce injury overall, we have to increase physical activity gradually and slowly, almost over weeks and months, you know, over time, right? So for example, you know, for sedentary people, mental health therapists that sit a lot, say they're like really not active at all. So you have to start off slow. You know, it's okay if it doesn't feel like a lot, slow is better. So say you can start off with, for a walking program, you can start off with five minutes, maybe a day for maybe four to five to six times a week. That's, it feels like not a lot, but your body's still, you know, adapting to that, you know, increase in activity. Or, you know, eventually when you feel like you're a little more comfortable, you can bump up to 10 minutes of walking a day, three times a week, right? So you increase either your frequency in which you're doing things or the intensity. So if you want to only walk for five, 10 minutes a day, maybe you increase your walking speed to, you know, challenge yourself there. And I think one key component that people really do miss, they think, okay, I got to get my cardio in, I got to my running, my walking, whatever, but they're missing out on that resistance training, which is so, so important as Katie knows as well. Yeah. So Resistance training is super important for like the muscle building, the bone building, everything that we said before. But for people that haven't done it before, you got to start low. You can do one time a week with like body weight exercises, right? You can do maybe one time a week with light exercises. It's okay. There's no shame in those, you know, those pink dumbbells, the one or two pounds, right? Kurt, like it's okay. <laughs> you, can, you can use them. And then eventually you get to like the two times a week, which is the minimum in which we should do. And that's where you can do a little bit more heavier weights as well as you get more comfortable. But it's just allowing your body to adapt to this load that's being put on it. And it really does reduce, you know, the risk of injuries. So Katie, you know, work out through the week. So we're talking. All about- right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So the more you can do during the week is great. And then, like I said, just try not to go to that 110% ramp up over the weekend, but gradually get to that point. That makes sense. Thryzer is a payment platform designed for out-of-network therapy. As a therapist, you would use Thryzer to charge clients for sessions and collect your full rate up front. From the client's perspective, Thryzer links to their health plan, so insurance claims are automatically submitted for them upon every charge. From there, Thryzer manages the claims end-to-end so that your clients don't have to worry about manually submitting super bills or getting on calls with insurance. The best part? Thryzer allows clients to only pay their co-insurance portion for sessions, while Thryzer covers the rest of your fee and waits for reimbursement on their behalf. They also offer you an instant benefits calculator for free, allowing you to provide upfront transparency to prospective clients on their out-of-network coverage. Therapists only pay a standard 3% credit card processing fee per session with no additional fees. Visit join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist to get started and use our promo code modern therapists to receive $2,500 in waived fees for your sessions. You're talking about cardio and about resistance training here. And admittedly, you know, I'm a cyclist, I'm a runner, I do a lot of what you're talking about already, but uh, also adding in. I hate stretching. Like I, I hate, <laughs> I hate warming up stretching. I hate cooling down oh, stretching. My gosh. I 
roll my bike into the office and turn on my fan so I stop sweating and hop on a telehealth call. Like, tell us about stretching, please. Yes. <laughs> I will say you most likely need a form of stretching in your life, Kurt, unfortunately. Because uh, you're very active. You're doing a lot of this aerobic cardiovascular activity, right? But how does your body feel, you know, before and after? Um, like I have to hold on to the counter to like bend over and put my shoes on. <laughs> so I think you really just proved the point. Yeah. So you really <laughs> confirm what we're talking about here. So yeah, stretching and then warming up is really, really important. So you're really active. You're doing a lot of this physical activity, but you need to be able to prepare your muscles to get to that level of activity. So going back to the warmups before you go on this, I don't know, one or two hour bike ride, one or two hour run your muscles and your body need to prepare and get ready for it. It's like you're going to something cold, which is your muscles need to be able to stretch out. They need to warm up. They need to have increased blood flow to that area. So one thing about warm up, um, it doesn't always have to be the static stretching. It could be dynamic stretching. You can be like hopping around, you know, moving while stretching. So before, you know, big workout, dynamic stretching is actually, I think, more beneficial. But afterwards, as your muscles are in this warm state, it's really important to, you know, stretch out and use that, the warmth and all that blood flow into the muscles to, increase your mobility right so you're saying it's really you feel really stiff you can't reach your toes you can increase your mobility that way and almost like improve the way you're you know biking running and doing everything like that in order to you know perform better and then that can also you know prevent future injuries in the future right so for example if you're really really stiff you're probably not using you know the muscles that you want to be using then your body can compensate Right. So by maintaining the you know maximal amount of range of motion that you can, that's going to allow you to perform better. Do you have some some specific stretches that are good for folks who have been kind of in this cardio state for a while? Definitely depends on every individual person, but for like just a generalized, you know, stretching program, the couple of ones that we did earlier where you're just moving your body, that's great too. But you know, with cardiovascular exercise, it's a lot of like lower extremity work, right? So that could be some, you know, standing hamstring stretches. That could be some standing quadricep stretches. That could be, you know, bending down and reaching your toes. Just getting yourself moving in a dynamic way is going to be good. I love stretching. So Kurt and I are basically the opposite. <laughs> I would <laughs> That's prefer, great. like, give me stretching all day long, but uh, I know. So Kurt but then that causes problem yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, Kurtney's stretching. Oh, I know. Exactly. Kurtney's stretching and then Katie needs strengthening. So there we, there we go. go. There we We're going to work together as a team there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so therapists, it sounds like can really, it's, if we can use that 10 minutes within sessions, just to do a few stretches, get up, maybe walk around, um, just kind of stay active during the week and, and also make sure that we're not, uh, ramping up too fast like I do on the weekends. We can we can take care of ourselves, we can feel better in our bodies. And I think probably even just uh, one of the things you had said was kind of making sure that we don't become that that cashew shape, you know, kind of crouched over <laughs> at our desk or in our, our therapy chair. So I think that that helps a lot. But I, I think there's this other element. And this is something I'm starting to see in the work that I'm doing with my clients is that and, and what, and for myself, actually, I, I was not referred to physical therapy. I asked for it because I was going to be given some sort of pain medication. And it was surprising to me that it wasn't something that was considered because it means I'm not taking, you know, heavy duty pain medication and it really helps. I think that there, there's, 
a missed opportunity that a lot of doctors have, but I think psychotherapists also have insight into how folks are feeling. And so what should therapists know about kind of physical therapy referrals, how to kind of move through that? Because I think obviously we're not, we're not medical professionals. We can't say, Hey, you need physical therapy, uh-huh. but, but kind of what might that look like? Cause I, I really feel like not only has, has physical therapy helped me physically, it's helped my mental health. And so I think it's, it's something where I want us to, I want therapists to start thinking about this as a possibility because it is so beneficial. Right. No, that's a, a great question. A lot of people don't know, you know, what physical therapy even is. So like you said, that's definitely a missed opportunity. So just so, you know, other health mental therapists know, physical therapy in most states in the country has a form of direct access. So if something happened and you're like, oh, yeah, my back really hurts and you don't have time to go see the doctor, we you can come to a physical therapist without a physician referral. So that's something that can make us a little bit more accessible to everybody. However, if you know patients want to go through physical therapy using their insurance, which is more of that common route and that common method, that's what like, hey, you have to go to your primary care physician or, you know, another orthopedic physician, and then they can get a referral for physical therapy. But I think for mental health therapists and, you know, other healthcare professionals, I think that's a really great point in order to, you know, advocate for your patients. If they go to their physician and they're like, oh, here's pain medication, or, you know, I think you probably need surgery in the future, you know, just do that. You can say, you know, you can suggest physical therapy as an option. I think that's a great way to advocate, like you said, for your patient as well. Well, I think even just letting them know that that's an option and and being able to have them self-advocate with their physician, because I just had to ask and he's like, oh, okay. And he wrote a referral. Now my doctor's cool. But yeah, right. <laughs> but I, I mean, people I've talked to have, have done the same thing and they're able to get the referral. I think it's just that that a lot of people aren't thinking about it. And it's really more of a kind of organic, authentic way to to kind of fix your body versus you know, kind of medication to kind of cover symptoms or, or kind of the intrusion of surgery. So for me, it's like, if you can do physical therapy and make it better, it it seems like it's a, I'm, I'm obviously very biased towards physical therapy, but I think it's something that therapists can kind of help folks think about it. Cause when we get folks that are, that are chronically ill or have chronic pain, they're usually pretty hopeless. Not only does Therapy Notes combine billing, scheduling, notes, secure messaging, group telehealth, and more into one streamlined platform, they're also always adding new features and forms to their library. So no matter your specialty, Therapy Notes has you covered. Learn more at therapynotes.com and use promo code MODERN for two months free. For a lot of the things that I've come across or I've, you know, I've seen sports medicine doctors for things like this in the past that physical therapy often in people's minds ends up not being the first thought. They think I need to go to a chiropractor. And I've known from talking with physical therapists before of just like a lot of what people are trying to achieve by going to a chiropractor are things that they should be thinking of going to a physical therapist first. Yeah, that's a common thought that we get too, because chiropractors almost are like that. I don't want to diss the profession at all. You know, they're great chiropractors. Some of them practice in a really great way where they promote this physical activity, right? But a lot of people that go to, you know, chiropractic care, they are looking for that quick fix, right? They have low back pain. They go in, they get manipulated, like, oh, they feel great in that moment. But sometimes it doesn't have like that long-term persistent outcome. 
So with physical therapy, our focus is really, you know, we do a little bit of that manual work, but that's to prepare you for that, you know, that active recovery, right? Using your own muscles, you know, training your body and training that movement to get that benefit and reduce pain, prevent future injuries. We talked about this a little bit actually yesterday at physical therapy and, and just kind of this idea of therapy, mental health therapy and physical therapy kind of being very beneficial to each other. Maybe we could talk a little bit about that here. What, what do you see as the, the way that, that we might collaborate together as two different types of therapists? Right. So, you know, as mental health therapists know, you know, physical health is really important and really ties into mental health as well. So I know that, you know, some people can really have a lot of pain. And when people have pain, they're not able to do the things that they want to do. They become dependent on other people. They, you know, it really affects them mentally. So with that, physical therapy can potentially reduce the amount of pain they're in. They can improve their movement. They can, you know, just get them to allow to, uh, allow them to return to a certain level of function, right? So we can create exercises to promote all those things. And like you said, I think this would be a great opportunity because if, you know, they come into a session with you and they're like, yeah, you know, all they can do is just fixate on their pain. I'm in so much pain. My life is being affected. I don't know what to do. That's where they can advocate for themselves or you can advocate for them. Like, hey, you know, physical therapy could be an option for you. So then you can address that, you know, physical aspect along with that mental aspect. And then we can really promote that physical activity as well. And we know that physical activity can be great for people. It can be fun. People can be outdoors. They can be with their um, their family and friends. And then that increases their energy levels as well. And I think one thing to uh, really emphasize too is like, you know, when people think of exercise, they're like, oh no, what a drag. You know, they hate <laughs> exercise, right? But I think we can really just start promoting physical activity can be fun. We can say that, you know, that's walking with your friends, doing some yoga, swimming, playing tennis with some friends, running if that's fun for you, you know, um, <laughs> Zumba, dance class. I think it's really important to find like a meaningful exercise or activity that people can enjoy. And then overall, we know the health benefits of physical activity, physical therapy movement. It can reduce anxiety. It could, you know, decrease uh, maybe depressive symptoms, decrease stress all those things like that. And that all ties back to someone's physical and mental health. Like that's interconnected. That's like that mind body connection. And I think this would be a really great opportunity for us to create this interdisciplinary relationship where we can, you know, approach it from a physical and mental standpoint. Well, I think the, the converse is always also true. I'm, I'm sure that there are patients that you have who are coming into physical therapy and seem fairly listless or they're not compliant with the recommendations, those types of things. And so one of the things that therapists can do is actually work on kind of building motivation and follow through and those types of things so that we're both that both of our treatments are more effective. And I, I think for folks, you know, you and I talked about, you know, this is another potential you know, kind of interdisciplinary referral that can happen. And I think, you know, kind of getting to know your local physical therapist is actually probably a pretty good, pretty good uh, referral network. I agree. What I'm hearing from you, I think, is what we kind of are, are experiencing across a lot of the field and especially post-pandemic of just kind of people trying to get into you know, healthier lifestyles, establishing just kind of not being, you know, remote and telehealth and therefore sedentary a lot. These are 
things that are pretty consistent with what we've heard as far as you know the physical healthy lifestyles of you know depression you know how much of how many of us refer our clients just to like get more active just like get out of the house and mm-hmm. get moving just for depressive symptoms and maybe we should have put this disclaimer at the top of the episode but before any physical activity make sure that you are checking with your own healthcare professional and physical therapists are one of those especially if you are running into you know some of these issues yourself but you know this is where oftentimes we can get on this show very much into what's going on in the profession, but really having a focus of like, this is one of those self-care things that allows us to show up day after day. It's one of those things that we can very easily model for our clients of like, these are things that we do to take care of ourselves. It has an impact on improving us. Definitely helps a, a will back up with depression and anxiety symptoms. I've heard some things with some trauma clients as well that going to trauma-informed physical therapist definitely helps as well. But uh, this is such a vast, important piece of our profession and helping our clients get better. So thank you very much for sharing all of your expertise with us here today. Where can people find out more about you and your practice? Sure. So as I said earlier, I'm currently working at an outpatient physical therapy clinic. It's actually um, a physician-owned practice. So it's called Beach Cities Orthopedics Sports Medicine, and it's located in Torrance and Manhattan Beach in California. But, you know, those that aren't local to LA, you know, honestly, I'm open to, you know, fielding any questions or if you need any referrals to physical therapists or anything like that feel free to send me an email. So that's selinadpt at gmail.com. And I'm sure, you know, Katie and Kurt can put that out there as well. We'll include that link in our show notes. You can find those over at mtsgpodcast.com. And until next time, I'm Kurt Widhelm with Katie Renoy and Selena Kavan. Remember to check out Thryzer. They are passionate about making out-of-network therapy work for everyone. Clients save upfront on therapy while therapists earn their full rate. Get started in minutes on join.thrizer.com forward slash modern therapist and use the promo code modern therapists and receive $2,500 in waived fees for your sessions. Thanks so much to our partner, Therapy Notes, the highest rated practice management solution for behavioral health. Don't forget, using promo code modern gets you two free months. Thank you for listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. Learn more about who we are and what we do at mtsgpodcast.com. You can also join us on Facebook and Twitter. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. 